This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries. Good day and welcome to Keep It Simple, weekly internet talk show of the Simple Truths Radio Network with Pastor Xavier Reese. Pastor X, good to see you here today. To be here, Tony. Do you think we're going to get some rain or no? Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> also in the studio with us, our production engineer, Jonathan Duran. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 224. We were just talking about that. Amen. Praise God. So That's a long time, brother. That is, yeah, a lot of weeks, right? Amen. <laughs> also with us in the studio, uh, Pastor Sam Toronto helping us with video today. And we have some special guests, very, very special guests <laughs> with us today. A couple of brothers from the ministry here at Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, who are involved in a bunch of different ministries. Both you guys do a lot of different stuff in different areas, but specifically we're here today to spend some time talking about one particular area, and that is the ministry to uh, prison inmates that goes on through the church here in Pasadena. It's our brother, mm -hmm. Chris Kidd. How are you doing today, buddy? I think I'm okay. You think so? Well, if that changes during the broadcast, let us know. <laughs> and then our brother, Don Thomas. I'm doing great. Amen, yeah. amen. Newly retired yes. from Caltech. Yes. Yes. Amen. How many years do you work at Caltech, Don? 41 years. 41? You wow. started in high school, that huh? I was 25, man. Man, yeah. what, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, great. That is good. Yeah. And Chris, you're retired too. I am. Recently. Uh, well, at, about five years ago from yeah. FedEx. Right. And yeah. uh, driving a truck everywhere. So. Yeah. so now you just drive for the Lord. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Pastor X, we go, you know, we wanted to spend some time examining uh, the work of ministry. We talk about a lot of the details of what goes on, the practical stuff, the nuts and bolts of what go, the issues that, that go on here at, at our church, and uh, one of the things that's really important is the why of ministry, why, why it is that we do, the motive behind, and uh, that really speaks, I mean, to me, of the Lord's purpose involved sure. in our issues. Sure, and again, um, what happens often is people, um, they, um, they look at ministries and they start to compare them. In other words, there's all kinds of um, avenues to minister to different levels of society, to yeah. different groups of society. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly in a general way, the pastor is the one that's responsible to make sure he preaches the gospel to the masses, whoever comes, and they will respond. In the area that God puts him, he can't be everywhere at the same time, he can't speak to everyone all the time, but he does have the responsibility to that group that God brings every Amen. week and through the years of different people and come, some go, some come. But, but within that ministry, then God raises up people yeah. to minister to specific groups. Um, we're talking about prison ministry. It's a, an incredible ministry. Yeah. Yet not every ministry church ministry may have a prison ministry yeah. and it doesn't have to have one yeah. the key on what ministry goes on is has God opened that door and is he calling and directing and anointing someone to lead that ministry mm -hmm. so it's really God's ministry of his ongoing service of the gospel to the various people or groups by the individual that he calls anoints and he sends 
as he works through the umbrella of the church. Um, and that's, that's the efficiency of a ministry. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people want to just copy ministry. Well, they do this, let's do that, let's do that. Well, it, it doesn't work. And um, um, because if God does that, then he'll provide the person, the open doors, um, the provisions, the wisdom. And, and that's the key to anything that's mm -hmm. going to be of God. And that's really, to some degree, that's wisdom that God needs to give you, the senior pastor, sure. to be able to look at a situation. I'm sure you have people come to you with ideas about things that should happen all the time, maybe even good ideas. Sure, sure. People, like I said, they compare. You know, we mm -hmm. first uh, were here for years, and even at the beginning or even during that time, people say, well, you know, um, Pastor Chuck or, or, or mm -hmm. you know, Costa Mesa, and uh, one to my 12th person, well, Pastor Chuck's not the pastor here. <laughs> I am. Yeah. No disrespect, man. No. What I'm saying is people want to change or conform a church body where they've been or where they come from. If you like that, why are you here? Yeah, why not Stay there? Stay where you're at. That's it. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm not to be open. Maybe God could speak through somebody to direct and guide me. Hey, you know, that might be a good idea. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be open. But again, as we pray through that, is God opening those doors and is he raising the person up for that ministry? Mm -hmm. That's the important thing. Yeah. That's how we know God is in something. Um, Chuck used to say, uh, we, we don't give anything mouth to mouth. We give ministry a decent burial. Uh, mm -hmm. We've stepped out in areas that we thought God was in it, but he wasn't in it. And we just let it die. And if God's in it, then we follow along. That's all. That is the simplicity of ministry. It's not that difficult. It really, really isn't. It's interesting because, um, and we'll get to you guys sometime here soon, I promise. But it is the Lord's church. Yes. It's His church. Right. And you have to reinforce that idea in your mind all the time. Yeah. You know, we, certainly we have responsibilities, opportunities, all of that. But it really is God's church. He's the one who does through, through these people, he, he raises up, he does the work of ministry. Yeah. You know, my mm -hmm. job is to figure out who I am as his servant. Yeah. I don't need to be like this guy or that guy or the other guy down the street or Billy Graham or anybody else. Yeah. I need to find out how God intends for me to serve him. So now you guys have been involved in this ministry to, to prison inmates, and it covers a lot of ground because oh, I know right now you're seeking opportunity to be involved in a state institution? Chino State Prison. Okay. And both the, the, the colony for men in Chino. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's the, what they call the polite themselves. Way, polite way of saying it. And both of you have been involved with uh, the LA County jails for some years. D do you have opportunity to go into different LA County facilities when you're involved with them? No. You, they're very, they're they're pretty they they're pretty strict. They don't want chaplains going to different facilities because unfortunately sometimes they found guys smuggling drugs or yeah, messages. Yeah. So they don't want to have us moving all over. Yeah. Um, so that that for them a security issue sure. kind of is up front. How long have you been involved, both of you guys? in this ministry. John's been doing it a year longer than I have. So it's 25, 24 years, yeah. you know. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been, it's been what, a, what a blessing. What a blessing. Mm. So would you say that the prison ministry has brought about growth in your life as a believer? Tremendous growth. 
Amen. You know, it, Amen. when you get involved in ministry, it, it forces you to do things that normally you wouldn't do. I mean, yeah. when I was in school, I wasn't one that go home and study and, and <laughs> you know, make sure my grades were great. You know, I played football, you know, but being a, being a Christian, being, being born again and, and being involved in ministry forces you. And I hate to use that word, but it forces you. To it get, moves you. Yeah, it moves you to get into the scriptures, to grow in the scriptures, yeah. because you're accountable for everything uh -huh. that comes out of your mouth. I mean, like it says in, in, in James, it says, you know, you know, don't don't wish to be a teacher, because everything that comes out of your mouth, you are accountable for. It. And 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 you have to, you know, fear the Lord, but not fear as, you know, I, I'm going to get repercussions if I say something wrong. You have to have reverence for the Lord. Amen. And everything that comes out of your mouth is out of respect for God. It's a worship thing. And it helps me to worship God through what comes out of my mouth and, and to express to these inmates that God loves you. He hasn't given up yes. on you. No. You know, and, and, and I was just like you. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time in, in jail, but I tasted it enough uh -huh. to know that I never wanted to go back there again. <laughs> but... I think it was something I needed to do. God needed, while I was still a sinner, while I was still running around a fool, Yeah. you know, um, God used that in me now to have that compassion for these men because I know people fall in hard times. People do wrong things, you know, and we're going to be accountable, and this is accountability. They're in there, and they're being accountable. But, you know, there's a way out, Amen. and that's Jesus Christ, you know, and that's, 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 that's the hope I give. I, it's interesting, you guys, all of you guys who are involved in prison ministry here at Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, every one of you has a very different kind of personality. Mm -hmm. And I think probably a different approach. Mm -hmm. And I, I like to talk to different members of the ministry because I will hear accounts of how you, what, what you do in, in the element when you're there and how the Lord opens doors, how the Lord uses you guys. And it's, let me tell you that the other men who serve with you guys are very impressed with how God uses you guys. They're like, they're like, you know, they know you, they're friends, mm -hmm. yeah. they're comfortable. But when they see you in that situation where you have an opportunity to address a group of inmates, they see the Holy Spirit of God working in a powerful way. And that's, there's nothing like that. You know, that, that makes all the difference. You know, there's one guy who was uh, raised in Hawaii, and he's a Samoan, and he goes there. And I, I didn't really like the way that he was doing Bible studies and stuff. But I mean, I sat in with him some a few times, but the men responded to him. Awesome, huh? And so he plays Hawaiian worship music, you know, with the ukuleles and stuff. Uh -huh. And that's something that I, I really never got into. But um, <laughs> but just to see the way men respond to him and the colloquialisms he uses and stuff, it's a yeah, God's amazing how Amen. he does it. Yeah. And he does it with the different men, too. Like you said, different styles and ways, but it's good. Amen. Yeah, well, it is pretty amazing, man. And then we have Pete that, that comes from another angle, and we have Chris, uh -huh. speaks to the Spanish-speaking people, you know, and we, we have uh, Bob, and, and which, man, we, we have the biggest representation inside the county jail. Which is bizarre, because we're not yeah. the biggest church yeah, yeah. in no. Southern California by a long shot. <clears throat> And you know, but you know, it's 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 fruit from our pastor. Our pastor sends us out. He equips us, mm -hmm. and and 
he doesn't want people sitting in pews on Sunday. He wants us going out and, mm -hmm. and, and preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that's why this church has a big representation, because guys do want to get involved. Mm -hmm. and, and they don't just talk to talk. They're, they're actually doers. They're Amen. stepping it up. And that's what's, uh, that's what's so awesome about our group of guys that, that go in, is, is they're pretty solid. And, 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 you know, their yes is yes and their no is no. You know, we have uh, Luis, you know, he comes in, you know, yeah. and it's just, it's amazing, you know. And, and, and they respond because we don't sugarcoat the Word of God. Mm -hmm. When those guys sit in front of us, we're giving them the Word of God. Yeah. And if they don't like what we're saying, and, and there's been guys that got up and, and left and, and asked the deputy to let them back into their, their pod, but most of the guys, <laughs> they're listening. You know, they're, they're getting it because... Well, you know, prisoners, most people in, in incarceration, they're not stupid people. Mm -mm. You know, they, they may have made bad decisions mm -hmm. and done stupid mm -hmm. things, you know, granted, but, but the reality is you're not going to go in there and try and sell them a bill of goods. You're not going to mm -hmm. play a game and tell them something that you don't believe yourself. You know, they're very, I would think, probably more sensitive than the average person on the street to... Uh, duplicity and mm -hmm. uh, you know under you know hypocrisy they can probably mm -hmm. pick a, a hypocrite out of a crowd mm -hmm. you know so the men and women who go and serve in this ministry better be speaking you know what they actually believe they know what they're going to get from us yes Amen. and uh, yes I was you're not supposed to say anything about any other religion yes. or or anything and uh, <clears throat> so one day I was I was teaching on a uh, uh, Luke 16 uh, the rich man and the Pharisee mm -hmm. and so I explained to him how at the end um, the rich man was in the bad part because he didn't have a relationship to God and so I, I told the guys, you know, so it doesn't matter if you believe in Buddha or Mohammed or, or yourself, because I have a spark of the divine within mm -hmm. me. If I, if I don't go in through <laughs> Jesus, I'm going to go to hell. And we prayed, and I stood up and turned around, and the uh, commander of the jails was sitting behind me, and I didn't know it. And I thought, okay, well, this has been nice, me being able to come in here for, yeah. you know, but, uh, and, but he shook my hand, and, and just, he's a born-again believer. Amen. And there's a lot of born-again mm. believers in there. People will come up and say, oh, I go to this Calvary Chapel or that one, or... And uh, <clears throat> so we minister to the, the officers. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's true, huh? And yes, yes. pray for them. If they're getting a divorce or something, they know that they can talk to us. And uh, it's a good deal. And they'll ask for a Bible. They'll ask for, you know, resources, you know, because, mm -hmm. you know, they're being ministered to because before they wouldn't be in there with us, but now they, have, they, they usually sit in there with us. And so they, they get ministered to, too. So that's, that's, that's the awesome part. The, the deputies are, are hearing the word of God. Pastor X, I was talking to Chris earlier, and he was, he was saying that one of the leaders of the ministry there had asked him what accredited Bible school <laughs> that he attended. Mm -hmm. You know, what was the accredited Bible college uh, yeah. or seminary that you attended? Accredited was the key term. And you, you couldn't yeah. tell him one, could you? Well, I told him Calvary Marietta through correspondence, uh -huh. and he said, well, that's not good enough. Yeah. And, uh, but, <laughs> you know, going there for years, you get to get, get kind of a rapport with the guys and kind of get to know what to expect. Mm -hmm, sure. And you see what the Lord does and how he speaks to the guys. And 
what a great thing, you know. So I don't have a, a degree in uh, in uh, pastoral studies from uh, one of our major <laughs> instituted uh, accredited institutions here, but you're in the Word of God. We can say the word. So you haven't been through spiritual formation, huh? <laughs> Peripherally, I kind of stay away from Pastor it. Pastor Jackson, what do you think yeah. about that attitude in terms well, of people serving? Good company, Chris. The, 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 the Pharisees, the Jews, uh, noted that the disciples um, had been with Jesus, but they weren't of the rabbinical school. Right. That's right. And mm -hmm. so anybody who's born again mm -hmm. is qualified. You have Amen. a BA, born again. And born again. And, um, and that, that isn't to say that we're not to study, grow, and develop. Mm. But that's the reason why God raised up pastor teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry, that they might be equipped to do that. So we do, we encourage people when they're born again, they come here, or they transfer from another church, that if they've never been through a new believer's course, the foundational understanding of the doctrine, stuff like that, that they first go to that so they get a good foundation mm -hmm. of their faith. And then as they're coming on Sunday mornings, Sunday evening, midweek, men and women study, they're, they're growing. They're being yes. disciples. Sometimes people say, well, you know, I want to be mentored. No, yeah. Mentoring has, happens automatically when mm -hmm. you become part of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. When you pick up your responsibility as a Christian, as you see yourself part of the body, you might be a little finger, you might be a little toe, you might be an ear, whatever it is then God will direct and guide you, and you are there to serve the rest of the body. And he's the one that directs. And so we're qualified by being born again, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and the mind of Christ. Uh, I'm not against education, um, but that's not the emphasis. If a person has a seminary degree, and he's a Ph.D., um, but he's not called of God and anointed of God, I can learn more spiritual truth from the common person that doesn't have that education, but he's called and anointed, and it's the pastor that God has called him. So, but I'm not against education. Get all you can. And once you get it, get over it. Uh, too many people use that to be authoritative over people, yeah. to impress people, to whatever it may be. Um, whatever God allows us to obtain and to reach, it's for his glory and for the edification of the body of Christ. And so um, no one should ever put emphasis on that. We don't, we don't um, minimize study or if God would have someone to get degrees. Yeah. But when those degrees get in the way or they become the, um, the marking of ministry without the calling mm -hmm. and the anointing and the being sent by God, then that's backwards. Amen. Very important. Good point. It, it's interesting. The even in the the uh, secular world, uh, the academic world, one of the one of the foundational issues it seems to me of the academic world is that people initially from the beginning, as they begin, you enter into a, a institution of some reputation. You know, you begin to acknowledge the possibility that you're better able. Mm -hmm. to make decisions and to determine outcomes and circumstances than the average man on the street mm -hmm. because you've been educated. Mm -hmm. When the reality is a lot of these people are just brainwashed and that they're suffering consequences rather mm -hmm. than creating benefits. Yeah. And there's a big difference today also from ages past. Um, very little education is going on in the public school systems as well as the universities. Amen. There's just a lot of indoctrination of socialism, mm -hmm. Marxism, and communism. 
uh, with this whole globalism. Um, public school education in terms of education, the three R's, writing, reading, arithmetic, mm -hmm. ceased in the 60s. Uh, in 62, prayer went out. From there on, you can see the uh, SAT scores dropping. You see the disrespect, the violence, everything straight across the board, progressively. And um, that became replaced with the indoctrination of mm -hmm. liberalism and progressivism. Um, now, the initial guy, Dewey, had that in mind at the beginning, mm -hmm. but it was a very progressive, slow process that took place. And along with, they needed the partnership of the laws of the land, the governorship, mm -hmm. the uh, school institutions. And the cultural changes. The cultural changes, yeah. like that frog in the kettle. Mm -hmm. and, um, but there's no real education going on. There was a time when people were really educated. If you look at the first primer uh, in public schools, um, my Lord, the test that set third, fourth graders pass, probably high school kids couldn't pass it today. No doubt. It's amazing. I mean, in California, the reading levels of high school kids, yes. huge percentage reading at a first grade level. Mm, yes. You know, I mean, some of them uh, practically, yeah. you know, illiterate. And so, when, and people were educated, they knew. And so, and there was a, a, a good um, benefit to society. Mm -hmm. But people didn't exalt themselves over that. There was a yeah. time, and in every nation and civilization, there's a time when a nation is growing, and it grows in terms of academics, mm -hmm. of, of, of a moral, ethical, and there's, a, there's a, a safe society, if you will, even though it's not Christian. But there comes a point where that, that emphasis on education is exalted above our responsibility to God, and yeah. then it becomes contorted and tweaked. Mm -hmm. and becomes an enemy of God. And that, that's where we're at today. Yep. And so that's why the gospel, wherever it goes, it, it transforms people's hearts, their minds, the power of the Holy Spirit of God. We're not trusting our, our education. We're not trusting because of the size of church that we pastor or the excellence of our words. We're trusting the power of the Spirit of God and for God to make known in the heart of that individual, whether he be someone in L.A. prison, in Chino, uh, the person on the street, um, the good moral pagan that comes in on Sunday morning and says, down, doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm, I am trusting the proclamation of his gospel to the power of the Spirit of God to deal with those whose hearts are open to the gospel. And he has been at this from the beginning. Amen. He doesn't need us. Yeah. Yeah. Benefit for the individual. You guys work with a bunch of uh, men mostly, and there's been a couple of ladies through the years who, who serve. And we talked at the beginning of the broadcast, I asked you about, you, you see this ministry as being a benefit to you, equipping you, and just bringing about maturity and benefit in your life, life as a believer. Yes. It seems to me that people start, really begin learning and growing as believers in earnest when they have an opportunity to serve other people. Get involved. You know, when, when you step up, and make yourself accountable. You, at the beginning, Don, you said that, uh, you know, being involved in the ministry caused you to do things that you didn't want to do. You know, and not naturally. <laughs> it, it, it actually makes you want to do yeah, things yeah. that otherwise you wouldn't yes, want to do. Yes. And but it is that that that's the engine 
that really works in your life to equip you and to begin that work, a part of that work of making you into the person that God wants yeah, you to it be. It starts with the reverence mm. of the Lord. You have to yeah. have that, that fear reverence, of the Lord. that fear. Yeah. That, that, that motivates you, that gives you that little kick in the butt, because sometimes we need it. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, More often than we might me, admit. Yeah, I, need it. <laughs> I need it a lot, you know. But, but uh, I mean, and it's amazing when, you, when we do go in and we see the Holy Spirit break down people. You really, you really don't know how the Holy Spirit works until you see it. Yeah, and you can't see it not unless you're serving, not unless you're stepping yes. out, not unless you're preaching the gospel. When you see the gospel break down a guy that comes out of his cell, sits down for church services, and he's like, you know, okay, okay, preacher, what do you got to say to me? Mm -hmm. With that look on his face, like, okay, you know, you're not going to give me anything new. And then by the time you're done, by yeah. the time you're done, the guy's <laughs> crying and accepting. Yeah. Christ, <laughs> Is know? that crazy? And and you know, I, I'm amazed. I, I'm just blown away because I know it's not me. You didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. I said, Lord, thank you. I, I mean, I get goosebumps when I yeah, talk about it because yeah. I, I just, when you see the Holy Spirit move in the masses, yeah. it, it's, 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 it's something that you have to experience. Amen. And you can't experience sitting in a pew on yeah. Sunday nights and not getting involved. Yeah. You have yeah. to get involved. And again, the, one of the keys of that is the simple principle that Jesus said, you know, deny yourself, pick up your cross and fall. Mm -hmm. The word deny yourself means lose sight of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, many Christians have their eyes on themselves. Okay, I'm going to go to church. Let's see what the preacher has to say. Mm -hmm. I'm going to grow. And that's legitimate. Mm -hmm. But if that's all that stays, I've got to get to the point where I get my eyes off me and on others. Uh, first, have my eyes on Jesus. Uh, the, the, the word for joy is, expresses a good. Jesus first, others, and then you last. Um, and it's important. So we understand that I first have to get into the church, into the Bible, and I have to grow and all that. That's legit, the foundation. But as I'm moving, I'm moving towards service, towards others. Mm -hmm. uh, the body is the illustration that no generation would ever miss. Uh, this hand has never served itself. I've known it for going on 72 years, um, never served it itself. It serves the other parts of the body. Um, my foot has never said, you know, I'm not walking today. Um, it, 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 it bears the brunt of the body if another part is injured. And so the illustration is so powerful for the body of Christ, the church, and yet the majority, sadly, of Christians, they miss it. Mm. They're not doers of it. And so God, for the most part, in... I, I've known the Lord for 48 years, and I was in ministry from the very beginning. Um, uh, people don't serve the Lord. They just go to church. And so rather than being the church, they don't serve the church. Mm -hmm. If every congregation, <coughs> if every person was involved in ministry, mm -hmm. God helped that city. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah. I mean, it would be an incredible testimony. Yes, because yeah. it would be now, starting you, in the families yeah, first. Yeah, now you do have ministries that are huge in numbers, but in proportion, the more number, the less people are involved, mm. and the less people provide financially. Interesting. That's the reality. Yep. It's always the few by which God does mm -hmm. his work. You know, it's so hard to get our eyes <clears throat> off ourselves 
and for the last year or so, there's been a, um, <clears throat> somebody there who's really, I just got to sit there and just shh, forget about my ego and mm -hmm. stuff. And I, I'm, I'm not used to that. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> if somebody challenges yeah, me, yeah, I'm yeah. more than happy to come back and, so. and, and it, it's tough. And there's a lot of illiterate people there, but to see the Holy Spirit work on them is amazing. Yeah, yeah. What you, you were humility saying is a tough thing sometimes, you know, and sometimes we got to bite our lip yeah. and just stay quiet because, mm -hmm. you know, when you open your mouth, sometimes you make things worse yeah. you, and you can't do that. Mm -hmm. So so we have to do that, you know, and, and we have to hold each other accountable. Sure, sure. And that's what we do, you know, we, we speak to each other. Like, hey, you know, we got, you know, maybe... Let's not say anything right now, you know. And was, you know, it's just things that that we just need to humble us. Sure. And but stay humble. That dependency, you, know? you guys depend on them every time. In other words, you know, we got this thing wired. We've done this a long time. No. Let's do the same. No. Every no. time you go, your heart is open. The Lord guide us. Go before us. We don't know what you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And. And everything's different. Mm -hmm. It is. God's constantly he taking us out of our yeah. comfort zone. That's good. He's taking us out of our comfort zone. Yes. I said, okay, Lord, we're starting to get close. Oh, no, yes. you're not. Here, <laughs> boom, there's another. You know, and, and it's like, okay, let's adjust. You know, we have and to I'm adjust. sure there are times where you walk away feeling like, wow, that was a waste of time today. Yeah. I just spun my wheels up there. Mm -hmm. didn't do anybody any good. But the reality is you don't know that. And you don't know you, and, how God used that yeah. situation. And, and you, I always go back to the to the verse that talks about God's word not being doesn't go out void. It, yeah. it, it, it touches the It'll heart. Accomplish. Somebody will. Yeah. I mean, even when we when we're in our little men's group right now, you know, and mm -hmm. and as we teach in that, sometimes I walk away and I go, man, what a lousy job I did. <laughs> then I then I'll have somebody come up to me and say, man, that that really spoke to me. And I go, what? <laughs> you know, it just it blows you away. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the Holy Spirit. It is. Yeah. It's not us. It's not yeah. about us. And we we got to just get our minds off ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's the I, I, I thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, we, we, it's not about I. Yeah. It's about yeah. everybody around you and how you're affecting them by what comes out of your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And if you just tuned in, you're listening to Keep It Simple. Today we're gathered with some brothers from... Uh, the ministry to prison inmates at Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. We'll be right back with you after these messages. There are many familiar yet important figures in the Bible who are recognized for their strength and character. And while considering these strong figures, it's important to remember that a number of them are women. Women who inspire not only because of how they live, but also because of their rock-solid faith. And that's why Pastor Xavier Reese has chosen to highlight several scriptural examples from the Old and New Testaments for a new study series compiled together in one convenient audio CD pack or single MP3 disc titled 12 Women of the Bible, available now at calvarychapelpasadena.com. You'll be inspired by the courageous accounts of Esther, the widow Ruth, the disciple Mary Magdalene, and many more in this audio CD pack for $32 or single MP3 disc for just $12 plus shipping. Look for the 12 Women of the Bible series available now in the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. Pastor Xavier Reese and the ups and downs on the journey of faith. There's never a place in our life where we can say, it's all done, I can do nothing. No, we must press forward. The work is finished, but there's still battles, right? I'm living the life of faith. I'm running the course. I haven't crossed the finish line. 
Check the online program guide for Pastor Xavier Reese's daily expositional studies here on Simple Truths Radio at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock, Jesus said. And the rain fell and the floods came, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Pastor Xavier Reese says, by allowing the Lord's wisdom to guide us in our relationships, decisions, and priorities, we find that he provides the most trustworthy foundation any life could be built upon. And that's why he's presenting a teaching series on the basic foundations for the Christian faith. In it, he explains the importance of the Word of God, the gifts of the Spirit, the function of prayer and worship, and so much more. The Basic Foundations for the Christian Faith is a 12-message series available on audio CD for $32 or an MP3 disc for just $10 in the online store of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. Look for the Basic Foundations for the Christian Faith series when you browse the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. We return now to Keep It Simple and this week's discussion addressing issues of consequence for the church. Hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. And you're back with us here at Keep It Simple. We're today spending some time with our brothers Chris Kidd and Don Thomas. With Pastor Xavier, we're talking about a ministry to the prisons and uh, prison inmates in our, our local area here. Uh, Pastor, actually, you know, I think there may be people who watch this broadcast and they think that what you do on Sunday morning is you go up and you exhort people to get involved in ministry. And that's really not the truth. Yeah. Occasionally, you may make a reference to the usefulness of people serving and the sure. benefit that it means for them. But the reality is you only do that when, it, when you come across related issues in the scripture. Because you're teaching the Bible, you know, Genesis to Revelation, you're yeah. teaching the whole thing. Yeah. And it's really the Holy Spirit of God and the Scripture that it moves people to be involved in ministry. Sure. And, they, and, and whoever comes here, it doesn't take long for them to understand the philosophy of ministry. Mm -hmm. Our philosophy of ministry has to be biblical. If it isn't biblical from the Scriptures, um, then it's, it's not going to work. So the foundation is you're, you're born again, and you've got to know the Word of God. You've got to seek the Lord for what your gifts are. Then you've got to step out and use them. And it's not about you, it's about others. Amen. It's real simple. And that's just constantly hit through the scriptures. Um, the life and example of Jesus, Paul the Apostle, uh, Peter, any of them, um, they, they laid their lives down for the gospel. Um, Jesus is the primary example. Uh, we have the history of Christianity, the mission field of um, Jim Elliot, yeah. you know, and others, and just incredible people. Um, I think of Melissa and Vincent there in Amidigo. Yeah. Um, very <clears throat> dangerous out there. They just serve the Lord like, you know, I mean, compared to them, we're spiritual midgets. Mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's amazing uh, from my perspective because you realize, but once again, because I'm looking at the human aspect, even though I see the divine work. Mm -hmm. But it's only because God has called them, anointed them, Amen. and sent them yeah. that He protects them, He provides for them, He leads them. Yeah. That would never be good for me. Mm -hmm. That's not what He called me to do. No. Mm -hmm. You know? So you've got to know what God has called you to do and then do it, Amen. depending on Him and everything else. 
Um, and as you get older and you look back, you realize and you look at the, um, if you look at, you take inventory, if you will, of all that God has done and how he's done it, and you just have to sit down like this and say, who am I? Mm. Amen. Who am I that That's you right. should do that? Because you're so impressed, <laughs> not with all the stuff you've done, but mm. all the stuff that God has used wow. you for and mm. how. Mm. So the focus is him. Yes. It's, this is one thing that is lacking today in many of the emergent church pastors and elders and even many of the Calvary chapels that have gone emergent mm -hmm. is that it's more motivational speaking mm. and their own greatness and they have forgotten that just yesterday they were nothing Amen. they were nothing and, and a the sad the commentary on their life and they need to reflect upon their carnality because that's what it is. Yeah. They still and, have time. Yeah. And so, you know, people need to hear the Word of God. Yep. People need to have the Word taught. And someone's going to pray for them, encourage them to get out there and to let God direct and guide them according to their callings and gifts and, and just use them. Important. Amen. So, Don, you guys are involved at one specific facility right now. And uh, you go, I know you're involved multiple times a week. You're over there as you have opportunity. You guys are retired. Um, do you go, over the last two years, I'm sure things have changed pretty dramatically in the way that you may have had a routine before, the way that yeah, things were conducted. Yeah. But that kind of went out the window mm -hmm. to some degree. Mm -hmm. And uh, do, for instance, when you go, like on a Sunday morning, do you know exactly what's going to take place? Before you um, get there, no, not exactly. I mean, we we kind of have an idea. What are the options like? Um, sometimes uh, we'll go to a floor, and the, and the deputies will say, "Well, no, we have this is a COVID floor. You can't do it right now, okay. or you got to speak through the slots." But we won't give you a group. Speak through the slots. What's that? The mean? The, the tray slots. Oh, okay. Okay, because there's a there's a there's a tray slot that leads to a, a a pod. Okay. And then there's also guys in separate cells in the pod. Okay. There's a general population. There's the guys that are roaming around. Then there's guys in in specific. Specific spots. So sometimes we have to just open the tray slot, and the guys will gather around there, uh -huh. or we'll just minister to, to them individually, okay. counsel them, pray for them, whatever they want. We just got to be ready, as as it says in 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 Second Timothy four. It says, you know, preach the gospel, be ready in season, out of season, convince, rebuke. We don't know sometimes what's going to happen. We used to know. We used to know that we'll go into a a pod and there's a general meeting area, they'll call out guys that want to come to church services and, and we'll sit down and we'll hold church services. It, Chris, is that hard to <clears throat> go without a real expectation to be prepared? And uh, Yeah. Um, I like it when we can go in there and we can get a group of guys, play some of Sam's worship music, uh, and and do a, a Bible study Amen. with a you know yeah. a, a that's our altar call <laughs> and rededicate your life to Jesus Amen. afterwards. Yeah. But I've seen God use both things. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And, and like Don said, you got to be ready for whatever happens. We got to be flexible. Yeah. And we've seen God. There was a time last uh, in, in December where 
we got an email on Sunday morning, and, and the guy running it said, oh, we're not going to do services this morning. We're going to hand out Christmas cards. And I, I didn't want to do that. I, I, I was kind of dubious <laughs> about the value of that. <laughs> so I sent him a text, and I said, well, I'm not going to be able to make it. But then I talked to Pete Iguano, Mm -hmm. and he said, come on down. And I go, yeah, you're right. And I did. And out of all the people there, I was the only one who got to do a service. Wow, is that crazy? <laughs> and no, it was crazy. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's like a large thing. Just stop yeah, it. Just, stop just it. Show you know, and just, just do just what I tell you to. Yeah, and uh, God really mm. works in amazing ways. <sighs> and there's got people sometimes who are trustees wandering around who mm -hmm. listen and stuff, but they're following. And yeah. a lot of them know the Word of God yeah. pretty well. That's neat. And they may have some trouble applying it to their lives sometimes <laughs> in, in life applications, but uh, Just like we do. don't we all? Yeah, like we all. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Now, you have made mention of the fact that there are more people, for instance, from our, our church fellowship than other uh, churches in Southern California. Do you think part of that is because your the philosophy that you're applying is is so flexible that you're able to continue to be there and to be available and to be useful regardless of whatever? I mean, we know the work of God is always going to be opposed. Yes. You know, we, that's a constant for us. But the fact that you guys are faithful to the Lord and showing up, you know, the Lord's, I mean, it looks like he's really put his hand upon it. Well, we show up every week, and uh, not everybody comes every week, but we've got our weeks that they're signed up for. Um, and it's a good, steady witness to the, the officers, the jail guards, and um, the other people who go there. And we always try to be encouraging to them. If they go to another church, a Pentecostal church, or a Spanish Pentecostal church, or whatever, and try to encourage him and pray and create a good loving environment. And another thing is our doctrine is consistent with each other. Amen. So when, when you know, say I, I, he preach, he, he talks to a group on, on, on you know, in, in 262 A, B, and C. Maybe the next week I'll go to that group and what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll confirm what he's teaching. Amen. And, 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 and we're, we're a team. We're, we're definitely a team now. And, and, and our doctrine is consistent, and, and, and I'm not saying, you know, it's because of Xavier, but it is because of Xavier. <laughs> yeah. well, wait a minute, what are you saying there? <laughs> but it's Xavier's it's, fault. <laughs> but but not, not that we, 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 we worship Xavier. No. But no. we're taught. We're taught, we're all, we, all of us have our Bibles yeah. open yeah. every Sunday morning. Right. We come in, and we're in agreement. Of what we're, we're, we're being taught yes and it's right there you know it's it's Xavier's not saying okay here's a piece of our handouts uh -huh. and everybody follow the handout no you open your word that's right and and we're being taught like we're coming to a, a Bible college we are in a Bible college here yeah you know it basically that's the way I feel because this you know <laughs> I mean I've been coming here going on 27 years and and I, I'm blown away of how much I have learned. Amen. You know, and it's not because I went to a, you know, a accredited school. No. You know, but uh, it's it's pretty amazing. I, I, I'm amazed. 
Amen. It's what God has done through me, and, and, and he's still going to do until he takes me home. Yeah. You know? One thing I like to do is to uh, tell the guys that we serve a personal God who demands to know us personally. And I'll, I'll ask them sometimes, do you like adventure movies like The Avengers or whatever? And, oh, yeah, sure they do. And I say, well, we're in the best adventure story ever. <laughs> and because our God created everything and then Satan messed up. And, and so we've been involved in warfare here. And, you know, Malachi 3.16, uh, our God causes books of remembrance to be written. And uh, you're in the Lord's army if you're a Christian here. And this is real. This isn't just some, oh, let's just go to church and, you know, and, and then go out and get drunk that yeah. afternoon or yeah. something. No, this is a real personal thing with a God who, for some reason, actually cares for us. Um, and, and to see guys just... Hey, it's real. It's personal. It's a. Uh, yeah, it's kind of neat. I'm pretty. I, I I always listen. Go back to that song that says, you know, God, you know me, but yet you love me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He knows how wretched I am, but yet he loves me. He loves every part of me, and he will never give up on me. Yeah. And that I'm just I'm blown away. Yeah. You know, I I, I think um, maybe one of the things that resonates um, very clear with a lot of these uh, guys that are in jail is that. When you go in there teaching the Word of God, you're 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 presenting Jesus to mm. them. You're pointing mm -hmm. them to Jesus. You're Amen. talking about Jesus. You're not talking about your pastor. You're not talking about the denomination. You're not talking about the church. You're not talking about programs. You're not talking about gimmicks. You just the Word of God. He what He wants out of you. What He wants to do in you, and that's the consistency. So there's no sales pitch. Mm -mm. And that that is the most powerful message anybody can give. Um, and we and we don't speak down to them. We don't. Sure, sure. You know, we just give them the word. Yeah. You know, and, and they love it because we're we're not sugarcoating anything. Yeah. You're going to go to hell. Yeah. yeah. If if you're not born again, basically, sure. that's what we're telling them. Yeah. Nobody wants to offend anybody yeah. today. Yeah. With political correctness, you have a lot of uh, <laughs> intimidation, a lot of restriction, even punishment for those who do not follow that politically correctness yeah and, and it's funny how what yeah. Chris says you know because the deputies do sit there yeah and 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 when we speak against homosexuality when yeah. we speak against uh, uh, abortion yeah you know we speak against these things and we're thinking I'm thinking you know next week I'm gonna yeah. Yeah. but nothing yeah because and God, God is in it God will take care of it yes. God is in it so and, we don't, we don't and, and so yeah. we let him have it sure we let them have it, and, sure. and if whatever, if, if God closes the door, he closes yeah, the door. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I think the most important to you also, not only the message, but the tone of voice. Yes. You're yeah. not there, it's, you're it's not in there a way. as an authoritative yeah. person. You're not there self-righteous prayer. You're there to minister Preaching to love. show yeah. your heart to them. You're there to serve them. You're there, you want them to understand the truth, and you challenge them to examine that this is truth. Open the Bible. You're to be like a Berean, Acts 17, 11, to find out those things are so. You you check it out. You do your homework. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. If if the normal person cannot understand the doctrines of the Bible and the way of salvation without knowing Greek or Hebrew or Aramaic or a college degree, then there's only going to be very few people to be saved. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm not putting that. Having said that, I'm not putting down education as we said, but. You, that's not a requirement. There's good Bible translations. The King James, the New King James is excellent. If you do good inductive Bible study, 
and you ask the question what, where, when, and who, and you break it down in terms of its natural divisions, and you look at key words, key phrases, the flow of the of, of the stay in context. Of the thing, stay in context. Yeah. You will know what it meant to yeah. the people of that day. Yeah. That's the primary responsibility of an expositor. <clears throat> Find out what it meant to the people that day. It's written in a context. There are certain problems, situations. It's written in the language Hebrew that. And there are scholars that we, we read. We could study them. I don't have to know it all that. Amen. And so, but even if you didn't have those helps, the translation is good enough and clear enough that you're going to be able to get to the meaning of that. But you, you got to roll up your sleeves. Yeah. You got to, yeah. You can't just read and say, yeah. okay, this yeah. is what it means. No, you no, gotta no. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. Yeah. yeah. But God keeps it simple. Yeah. Believe me, yeah. I'm not the sharpest pencil yeah. in the bunch. And, and I get it. Yeah. Neither are all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there, there, goodness. there are some people who go there and teach funky doctrines. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. There was a couple of ladies about 10 years ago who went there and just told all the guys to stop taking their medications because God will heal them. Sure. And, uh, you know, so they couldn't come back anymore. Sure. But we provide, I think, a very good... Uh, solid, uh, you know, Consistent. just scriptural, yeah. yeah, and it's, we mess up, but we're concerned about messing up, Yeah. so, yeah. And I do like to hand They're out Bibles. They're aiming for the target. Yeah, yeah. I like to hand yeah. out Bibles, and I want them, just like you want us opening our word, sure. I want them to open the word, sure. and I want them to read it themselves. You know, one of the things we're seeing in our culture is things, you know, continue to slide off the table mm -hmm. around here is, the train has totally jumped the tracks yeah. in the Western world, is we're coming into contact with a generation of people who have almost no familiarity with the basic principles of biblical truth. Mm -hmm. you, you're going to find yourself talking to people on the street who are unfamiliar with who Jesus Christ is mm -hmm. when I bring up you know, the situation yeah. before them. Do you see any kind of an effect like that with uh, people who are inmates? A lot of times, um, I, I know a guy once asked me, a uh, young Latino guy in a Bible study asked me, what's fornication? I told him, what's sleeping with your girlfriend before you get married? And he laughed. He thought that was the silliest thing he'd ever heard. Mm -hmm. And so, and I know my, my son growing up, I, I was kind of horrified to see him in a... Um, high school and junior high, or high school and college, and there was like homosexual clubs or something. Mm -hmm. And to him, it, it wasn't any big deal. Right. And it was to us back in the 70s and 60s growing up, we didn't even know what it was. But, um, you know, we have just overall, the trend has been just moving away and, oh, everything's good and mm -hmm. you know accept everything and don't judge anybody and unless you disagree with me and then I'll judge you mm -hmm. yeah. but uh, <laughs> you know it's, it's yeah. yeah we're moving away and it's yeah. and it's kind of horrifying well to the see. consequences the you know the yes. what we were talking about yeah. before the the broadcast today you reap the wind and then you sow no, the whirlwind and that's kind of the beginning just the beginning of where we're going isn't it pastor Xavier? Yeah. when you don't when you abandon objective truth um, whether it be the objective truth of the world, you know, simple thing that it's um, it, it's wrong for a person to just walk in a person's house. It's not their property. They should yeah. knock on the door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, today you can walk in the stores and just load up yeah. and walk out with goods and no one's going to stop you. Lawlessness. Well, that's so crazy. The, 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 the greatest culprit is the store. Mm -hmm. 
because they're allowing theft and they're passing the cost on to me. Amen. They're, they're, they're condoning uh, theft and criminality. They're destroying authority by not bringing consequences. Mm. And so you come into a relative form of philosophy that we have today through situational ethics, value clarifications that began very innocent, very enlightening in the 60s. Mm. And now we are in a place where there is there's no absolute objective truth, but it's all subjective. Everybody's subjective answer or thought or opinion or philosophy has equal value. No, it doesn't. Some of that stuff is just trash. It mm -hmm. just destroys lives. It's not productive for society. It's not productive for the individual. It's not productive for marriage. It's not productive for the family. It's not productive for our institutions. It's not productive for our nation. Not productive for the world. Because you blur, everything is black and white, right and wrong, to be gray. Yeah. That's destruction. And I don't think we're going to jerk the country back and put the train on the track. No. Everything's going <laughs> to, no, you likely. know, but that doesn't mean we don't yeah. be the truth or tell people the truth right, of God. Right, yeah. We continue. Yeah. We continue. Because, I mean, there's the country, yeah. but there's also a benefit to you. If you understand the truth and you know what's right mm -hmm. and wrong and yeah. you align your life, you receive a benefit from that in yes. a powerful way, yeah. especially concerning the Lord. We're looking Amen. for eternity. Yeah. That's right. We know we're here but a vapor. This this is all going away. Especially all of us at this table. <clears throat> yes. You know, we got 15, 20 years maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we'll maybe, see. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be standing before the Lord. Yeah. You know, we all hear and see things from time to time in the church that cause us concern, things mm -hmm. that are not biblical where believers are concerned. The lady who wanted everybody to stop taking their medications because right. the Lord was just going to heal them all. Um, I imagine you can hear a lot of things because it, the men that you, men and women that you minister to, these people are, a lot of them, professing believers, aren't they? They claim to be. Yes. Yeah. And, and I imagine a lot of them have made, at some point in time, a commitment to the Lord yes. in their lives. Do you hear a lot of confusing doctrinal ideas coming from inmates? Why oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, Why do guys, I think you're lying to me? I've, I've had guys come up and they'll say, do you know what I am means? And I go, yeah. And they go, I am. And I go, no, you're not. The Lord God Almighty is not wearing a yellow uniform in the, in the Twin Towers jail. I'm sorry. Uh, and, and guys came to be Jesus and... I mean, it, yeah. there's some some. The only I am he is is Popeye, right? I am yeah, what I am. Amen. Yeah, and but, a lot of them, again, you know, um, they're in a position um, for the most part. They're in there because of something they've done wrong. Mm -hmm. We're not saying that there's some people in there that have not been prosecuted wrongly. Okay, yeah. but do we live in a fallen world. Uh, but it, it will be the exception rather than the rule. But for the most part, they're in there because they stole, they broke in, they killed somebody, whatever it is. They'll admit that. And these are the consequences of them. So they find themselves in a predicament that they want help. And mm -hmm. they, at first they may try to use Christianity, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. for it and all that. And some will never go to a full relationship, but others will. That's right. And so God is the one yes. who knows. So yes. we just yeah. give the word of God out. Start God planting will, seeds. Their true, their true test of conversion, mm -hmm. if they're able to release, 
when they're released, that will be when they hit the streets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some of them may never, and they and but but they'll be committed in prison. If they're right. in there and there's some guys in there for life, and they're yep. Christians, they're committed. They'll know. They'll be known by the whole population. And there are guys in there that yeah. are holding Bible studies. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. And, but we that. but we know that because of our DA, that the guys in there right now. Are, have really messed up. Yeah. Because they're cutting everybody else. They're dangerous. Oh, yeah. 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 So, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So they're dangerous. So, so right. we know that we're speaking to the cream of the crop. Yeah, it's kind of the worst of the worst. Right. right. You know, because yeah. otherwise, you know, I mean, if you shoplift, you know, $1,000, they'll still cut, right. cut you. They're going to write you ticket. Or if you stab somebody, you, you're out the next day. You yes. know, I mean, yeah. sadly. Yeah, Through the years sad. that you guys have been serving, are there particular individuals that you've ministered to that really stick in your mind? The one that really sticks in my mind came from Beijing, China. He had a factory making uh, cell phone batteries. Never heard there was a God who loved him. His English was pretty poor, mm -hmm. but I, I got him a Chinese English Bible and he was reading it, and just the fact that there's a God who loved him, mm. he just, he'd never heard that in his life, never heard the name of Jesus. And he told me one day, he was reading the book of jo or, uh, Job, and he goes, Job was just like me. I, I was rich, I had everything, mm. I lost everything. And he went away to prison for a long time. Isn't he the one that, that murdered his wife or something? Well, he stabbed her a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. It's anyway. interesting how God uses situations like that. Yeah. You know, that, that. Like that situation, that affected your life. Yeah. It sure and, did, yeah. You know, God is so good. It's, yeah. it's really wild. I know through the years, Pastor Xavier, we've had numerous inmates come to the church here looking for one of these guys from the children's ministry, I mean, from the, uh, the prison ministry. What a blessing that is. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do invite them, you know, if they yeah. want to hear the word of God, you know, sure. go to our church. And that's know. a real test of them when yeah. they get out. Yeah. They'll find out they're really going to trust we, the Lord We've had guys not, come yeah. looking for stuff, too. Yeah. You know, sure, so, sure. So trying, to always, play, trying to play us. Right, right. You know, so, right. I mean, we got, we, got, we, we just got to be, right. you know, right. diligent and, and, yeah. and just yeah. And God takes care mindful. of that. We just yeah, make sure the gospel yeah, and then wherever it falls. Yes. You might be out there listening to us, and maybe you say you're not in prison, but really, you're a prisoner of sin if you don't know Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, you live in such a way that you can't break that. You live in such a way that it's just for yourself. Or you live in such a way to bring attention to yourself, whatever the case may be. The thing is that the Bible says that we're all sinners. If we, we need to repent of our sins, recognize that Jesus is God's Son who He sent to die for our sins. And if we believe that, and that He died in my place and tasted death for me, and I recognize that I am a sinner, missing the mark, and per the mark is perfection, everybody misses, then I need to call upon Him to forgive my sins and that he might make me a son by the grace of God. That's something only you can do. What you need is a heart transplant. Mm. The problem with every one of us is our heart. It's evil, desperately wicked. Yes. And so right now, wherever you're at, you can say this prayer, and he'll make you born again right now. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. Forgive me for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Keep it simple. You've been listening to Keep It Simple with your host, Pastor Xavier Reese on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed, encouraged, and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ. 
For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com. We hope you'll be back for our next discussion, and may God richly bless your day.